I'm back with another episode. I'm really trying to stay consistent this time, and to be honest, this might get posted a day after my two-week mark, so please forgive me for that. It's 11.30. I have been procrastinating. There was an unexpected nap that did put a little rut in my plans, but um, we move. That's life. Um, Today, I wanted to talk about confidence and maybe like confidence hacks. Uh, Something I've been thinking about recently is how much confidence can really affect your environment and your thoughts. I know I've talked about it a lot in the last episodes, but I really do think confidence is one of the key things that are necessary to achieving the life that you really do want to have or just to have a fulfilling one. So I've been toying with the idea of confidence in my mind for a while now, but recently I've gotten a little bit into TED Talks. Um, I saw this TikTok about this woman speaking about, you know, the art of seduction and how powerful that is, and I do want to make an episode on that in the future, but I just don't think I know enough about it. Um, I also stumbled upon this TED Talk by Dr. Yvonne Joseph about the skill of self-confidence. So self-confidence is key. I believe this, he believes this. Um, I'm going to try to convince you. (laughs) So he defines self-confidence as, and I quote, the ability or the belief to believe in yourself to accomplish any task, no matter the odds, no matter the difficulty, no matter the adversity. The belief that you can accomplish it. Self-confidence. So that's how he defines self-confidence, right? And he says that there's three main points to it. The first is repetition, persistence, and this can be in your actions, in your thoughts, and I'm going to dive deeper into it later. I just want to get through what he said first. The second that he mentioned was self-talk, so the way that you speak to yourself, so thoughts like I just mentioned, um, like self-talk, what kind of reinforcement are you giving yourself and how often and the third i believe the video is a little bit confusing but i believe his third point was to praise the positive behavior that you want to reinforce so before i dive deeper into that i thought that was a really good introduction to the topic but um let's see when i was thinking about the topic of confidence what first popped into my mind was Um, professional confidence. I mean, there's also confidence like socially and individually, but one thing that really jumps out in my brain when I think of confidence is in professional environments and particularly between the two. I mean, this is a little bit of a heteronormative view. I'm just going to preface with that. Um, But when you have women versus men in the workplace, for example, and I know that this is something that I have to actively work against. But when you send emails, for example, um, I don't really know. I think mostly women are listening to this. But when you write an email, you tend to write in a very roundabout way, in a very submissive way. Um, And I feel like that's a huge issue. I mean, it's definitely a subtle one when you think about it, but 
in the grander scheme of things, the way that we write emails kind of already puts this idea that we are less confident than whoever we're speaking to or we are under whoever we're speaking to. And I actually recently had this discussion with um, some of my roommates a couple nights ago about how to approach these different types of relationships in the workplace. And for example, in my past, I wrote this email to my boss. And in the email, it was very professional, but I definitely wasn't very submissive and I wasn't very, um, you know, roundabout in the way I was approaching her. Um, And I think it backfired. And I think that that's definitely an old view um, to feel that kind of I don't know. I'm getting a little bit lost in my idea, in my story right now, but basically what I'm trying to say is um, it can feel a little bit, what's the word, offensive or not offensive, but almost like an attack when you come to people and speak very securely in yourself, particularly when you're a woman. I feel like some people see it as a threat. Threat was the word I'm, was ta- I was thinking about. When you have men, for example, again, I said this is very heteronormative view of it, definitely more nuanced and I would have to do my own research on it. But when you look at the way that men approach um, professional relationships and how men approach um email writing, for example, this is just one example, right, of this bigger umbrella, Um, you definitely see and can see that they have a lot more confidence in their um, area of work than is communicated with the way that women, like, speak in these emails. So that was just a little, a little thing I had thought about when thinking about confidence for the podcast episode. Um... But I wanted to discuss how you can work on building your confidence. Okay, so when brainstorming ways to build confidence, I found basically three major areas of life that can help you get to where you would like on your self-confidence level and I think it does tie in a little bit with what Dr. Joseph was talking about in the TED Talk episode which I definitely do recommend that everybody watches it's called the skill of self-confidence I think it's it says Ted Ryerson University question mark but if you look up the skill of self-confidence TED Talk it'll pop up on YouTube But the first thing that I thought about, um, and I do believe that Emma Chamberlain recently did an episode similar about, well, not particularly on confidence, maybe, but she did discuss it in the episode about how, um, for example, since we were on the topic of work, I guess I'll start with that, but taking pride in your work and how your productivity in work will, is directly correlated with, um, your confidence in your career, and thus your self-esteem. So if you um, are not proud of your work, for example, if you lead um, an unfulfilling position, that's gonna psych the life out of you. Like, um, I go to Northeastern, right? I mentioned that before. I had a co-op job, and for that co-op job, I um, worked at the desk. It was a practice assistant position. 
and this is nothing to say bad against the department that I worked in or anything like that, just the position itself. I did not feel like my work was furthering the practices in any real real way. Um, it was definitely more of a maintenance position to assure that the department like kept running smoothly. Um, and there was a certain degree of pride in that, but I don't think that it was enough to make the job feel worth it to me. And I do think that when you find yourself in a job or something that doesn't fulfill you or that you don't feel pride in, then that can affect your confidence. And that's what Emma was discussing. She was, I believe she was talking about temptation and when to, like, for example, struggling with our age group, I'm 20 now, um, let's say that you have a project that you want to work on, but then there's also, like, a social opportunity for you to go out. You prioritizing your work over that social opportunity in that moment might feel bad or might feel frustrating at that time, but over time, that will prove to you that you're able to prioritize your goals and you're able to make those tough decisions and further your career, further your position, and then you'll be able to take pride in that. Um, And that actually goes into another point that I thought about, which was valuing your personal goals and taking your aspirations seriously. So for example, if you had to go to the gym let's say that you are on the basketball team. Um, I know that sometimes some sports recommend that you practice outside of practice, like with the teammates. Um, And they say like, yeah, go to the gym, do this, do this, do this. Like, let's say it was required, then yes, you're going to do it. It's definitely required if it's noticeable that you haven't been doing it. um, And it will hinder the team, it will hinder your performance, and you'll know that you have to be able to do this. Now, let's say you want to get more fit just in your day-to-day life. You want to go to start going to the gym. You want to lead a healthier lifestyle. You want to cook more. Then you need to be treating it like you have to. And um, this is also a theme that I've been seeing float around in the podcast space and stuff, but um, it sometimes has to boil down to discipline over motivation. So, Let's say that you want to go to the gym three times a week. You're not always going to want to, but having that discipline and that repetition Dr. Joseph was talking about in his TED Talk, that's going to be able to build your self-confidence in that area. Like, let's say that you used to be active, but you know you fell off and now it's been years. You haven't been to the gym in so long. You have that gym anxiety. Um when you start to step into the gym, like what I tell to my friends is just start small. Start small, look around, look at what other people are doing, see if maybe you can try it too. Just have that discipline for yourself and just get yourself into the physical building of the gym. And, you know, the rest will come with time, which was kind of what he was saying in the TED Talk, repetition, repetition, repetition repetition and you know persistence with sticking to your personal goal and sticking to what you want to complete um now another point that i let me see my notes here yeah so basically over time 
as you progress in whatever that goal is, so will your confidence. Your confidence will grow. And like a smaller example, smaller scale of this was just like to-do list. Like let's say you have a to-do list. You being able to complete your to-do to-do list each day is going to build your confidence and your ability to complete that list each day. So just practice and repetition, really. Um, another point that I um, came up with when thinking about ways to build confidence was socially. So if you listen to last week's, or not last week, two weeks ago, the episode I did on friendships, then um, you'll know that I did discuss like the importance of who you surround yourself with and when to you know make that harder decision of is this person serving me? Do I want them in my life? I think that this is definitely something that you need to think about when you want to build that self-confidence too. Let's say that you've been friends with this person for 10 years, but every time you're around them, you feel self-doubt um, or you feel like your needs aren't being met or, you know, anything that's a negative emotion or makes you feel negatively about yourself, then that's not the type of person that you're going to be wanting to surround yourself with. You need to be able to be around people who facilitate a positive outlook and a positive mindset when it comes to your self-worth and thinking about yourself and your abilities. When you are in a supportive environment, your thought patterns tend to reflect what you're used to hearing. So let's say that you have this friend and you guys have been friend for a few months. Let's say you met at work or something and every time you guys are together, all you do is boost your, each other up. Like you're like, oh my gosh, this looks amazing. Love the fit. Oh my gosh, what you just said sounds amazing. We should do that. Or you're so smart for coming up with this idea. Like this totally fixed my problem. Let's say like she asked for advice or something happened. Having that kind of reinforcement and positive talk like Dr. Joseph was talking about that self-talk and um, that positive speech it's gonna be reflected in your thought patterns and like he was saying with repetitions and I mean I didn't mention this but at the very beginning of the TED talk he really emphasized that self-confidence is a skill that can be trained when you are around these people that drag you down and that really only point out the flaws and you know don't lift you up regularly that's gonna affect your self-confidence whether you want it to or not just because what you're used to hearing is what will be reflected in your internal world um and i honestly think that this is also a very important discussion when it comes to raising children um just because of how much your upbringing ha plays a role in your adult life and your life going forward. I mean, we all know this, but let's say that you have a little kid and um, you all you do is point out their flaws. You're like, okay, this is not good. Like, you need to work on this. Um, everybody really needs to watch the TED Talk because he did a phenomenal example uh, when it came to like coaching or something like that but um if you're constantly telling this child oh yes you're doing this wrong you're doing this wrong you're doing this wrong um what they're gonna 
be thinking is, oh crap, I'm doing this wrong, I'm doing this wrong, I'm bad at this, I'm bad at this, and that's negative self-talk. But when, um, let's say, that maybe they do something bad, but then the next day they do it well, be like, okay, that's amazing, I love that you did this in this manner, I love that you did this in this manner, then they're going to be able to have that confidence to do it again. And they can grow used to hearing those positive affirmations and then they want to you know get more of them and then that I believe is what reinforces positive behavior positive thoughts and when that child does grow up they'll have that baseline of self-confidence and I think it's just so important and unfortunately I don't think that too many of us grew up with um, such positive reinforcement on the day-to-day and I definitely think that it can be too much. You don't want to have somebody that's, you know, emotionally spoiled either, uh, which does exist. But um, I definitely think that that positive self-talk is really important. And going back to the TED Talk, his last point, if you remember, was praise the positive behavior you want to reinforce. You know, um, what you, what goes around comes around. You know, you can't be expecting positive reinforcement and, you know, people to support you if you don't do the same for them. So um, another example in the TED Talk was, for example, the one that I was just discussing. He was talking about how he was coaching someone and instead of going, oh, don't do this, but do this instead. He went to the other teammate who was doing it correctly and said, I love how you're doing this and you're moving your body in this way and it's really fulfilling the goal and it's doing it perfectly. Then that other person who wasn't doing it correctly is looking over saying, oh, let me try that. And then it's helping them grow without tearing them down. And I think that that's definitely something I want to incorporate in my day-to-day life is, and I feel like I have, is I always try to be very supportive of people around me, even, you know, strangers. Let's say I, I mean, I work at a coffee shop and when I am working the register, if somebody has a really cute outfit on or, you know, nice nails or cool makeup or something like that, it's always surface level because I don't know these people. But if I say like, oh my God, I'm obsessed with that bag, then that's definitely, you know, that's creating this positive atmosphere and the supportive atmosphere and I just feel like the interaction between the two of us just goes so much better and you know that's just one example but it's definitely something that you can spread in all areas of your life whether it be socially professionally um in familial relationships even just anything um so that's basically it pretty short episode but I also wanted to talk about like confidence in manifestation and um, like the art of seduction and by the art of seduction I really also kind of mean manipulation kind of which is what I was going to discuss today but I've decided to go and do more research before coming back and talking about it on here just because um, you know I don't want to be spreading lies to you all um but yeah I'll talk about that another time but I really hope that everybody will try to incorporate some of these things in their day-to-day lives and see what changes um because I definitely think having self-confidence 
also just strengthens you as a person. Any criticism that you'll receive, any, you know, negative speech kind of just falls off your shoulder just because you have that baseline of confidence and that baseline of, okay, that's fine. Whatever you think, you can think it. Um, I at least have this security within myself that whatever you say to me won't affect me. And I think that that's a really, really good skill to have because, you know, people people can be bitches, you know, they, and this is, this is all genders, I'm not not talking women here, um, they're just, um, pardon my French, but they're cunts, like, people suck, and I think that it's really good to just, you know, have this baseline, and I think it'll help everybody go through life smoother. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed the episode. I'll see you again in two weeks, Thursday. Um, Promise. Um, Oh my gosh, I just remembered I said I was going to look up my socials and say them on here, but I actually still haven't done that. So that'll be next episode. Uh, But everybody, I hope you have a nice evening. And, you know, remember, number one, repetition, persistence. Number two, self-talk. And number three, praise the positive behavior you want to reinforce. That's from me and Dr. Joseph on the skill of (laughs) self-confidence. Good evening, good night.